welcome back to yet another rousing episode of Baseball is Dumb. as uh, a show about baseball, and uh, I'm just telling you stories about... Well, they're, they're the dumbest stories from America's pastime. I'm your host, Ian, and with me as always is my confident Johnny. How you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm really good. I was just telling you that I was having some cannoli ice cream, which I didn't know that they made until like last week. And I know, that sounds amazing. It was really, really good. Um, that's not one of the things that I would expect to be in ice cream because <laughs> cannoli is a pastry, but they figured it out and they, they, they got it to work and it's really good. Well, if we started with like cookies and cream where they just put Oreos and vanilla ice that's cream, true. I, feel like, I, f- I feel like we are along the natural progression. It's like, yeah, because there is ice cream, ice cream evolution. <laughs> there is ice cream that has like bits of cake. Well, I guess, okay, so we yeah. have cookies and cream. There's like cookie dough. There's like ones with like cheesecake. Oh, yeah, I forgot about cookie dough. There's cheesecake ice cream, and now there's yeah. cannoli ice cream. I wonder if they'll put like chunks of pie and ice cream next. <laughs> you know. That'd be, I don't know. I feel like that'd be like hard to chew because pie, well, like most pie is like warm, served warm, right? Right. But except for like pumpkin pie. Yeah, whatever. That'd probably be a gross ice cream too. <laughs> nah, I'd eat it, maybe. I don't know. I would try it. Like I'm curious enough where I would try it. Um so uh <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really excited for, for this episode. This is your long overdue palate cleanser. Thank you, that Ian. you asked for back in I think it was like Fred Merkel episode. It, it was it was in March. <laughs> it was like back in March. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry it took me so long. I wanted to, uh, <laughs> I'm just lazy. I'm not even going to lie. I'm just lazy. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, so but I'm I will excited. hold it against you for the rest of hey, your that's, life. That's totally fair. I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> um, so today we are doing something a little bit different where I'm not kind of breaking down one story. This is a little more of a composite episode. Um, cause today we are doing, we're just talking about ejections today. Hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, I've lost way too much time in my life watching ejection compilations on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, But this time I didn't feel so bad because it was for research. (laughs) The the only thing, I think this is a Mythbusters bit, but the only difference between fucking around and doing science is writing it down. That's, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I should... I'm going to make a vision board, and then that's the only thing, or a mood board or whatever, and uh-huh. I'm just going to write that down, and that's going to be the only thing on the board. That's great. That's a great thing to have on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just sort of going to delve into the history of ejections a bit and uh, share some really great stories that I found. Um, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen an ejection in baseball or some sport at some point. Um, they usually tend to go viral nowadays. Um, especially with John Boy covering like every ejection that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, on top of it. But uh, well, let me just break down what ejections are. So you ejections when you get thrown out of a game, and you can get ejected from a game for a, a number of reasons. You can be arguing balls and strikes. Uh, you can just be mean to the umpire. That'll get you. That'll get you thrown out. Um, being caught cheating, like you know, if you have a corked bat or illegal substance. As a pitcher, even mm-hmm. though they really don't, <laughs> they really don't care about pitchers using yeah. illegal substances right yeah, now. Yeah, they they say that they do, but in reality, it's like eh, everyone does it. Why not? Whatever. Yeah, it's either either enforce it or get rid of the rule. You know. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just those are some of the reasons uh, 
that you can get thrown out of a game. Uh, usually it incurs like a fine of some sort as, as well. Um, and fines have been a thing in baseball since 1879. And this was before ejections were a thing. Uh, an umpire wasn't allowed to throw out a player from a game until 1889. So it was a full 10 years. Oh my God. Yeah. So at first you would get ejected from a game for repeating a finable offense, like everything I just uh, said. Mm -hmm. And the very first player to be ejected in the history of Major League Baseball was a guy by the name of Dave Orr on the Columbus Colts from the American Association. Uh, I was hoping he would have a, like a better name, but Dave Orr is like, that's a really boring name as far as baseball goes. Oh, there's going to be some great baseball names later. Don't you worry, pal. All right, all right, all right I'm ready. <laughs> um, so the umpire who threw him out, uh, it was a third-base umpire, Fred Goldsmith. And then just one week later, Buck Ewing of the New York Giants was ejected for cussing out umpire Wes Curry, making him the first National League player ejected. Yeah! It only took a week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to tell you, here's our first baseball name. His name was Jesse Burkett, but everybody called him Crab. Crab. Crab Burkett. Yeah, yeah Crab Burkett. Uh, he is notable because he was the first player to be ejected twice in one day. Oh, excuse me? Was it a doubleheader? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was between the Cleveland Spiders, because they were called the Spiders at the time, a name I think they should bring back, and uh, the Louisville Colonels, our old, our old friends, the Colonels. <laughs> the Colonels. Um, ah, Louisville. So, uh, Crab, he's on the Spiders, and this era of the Spiders, like, they were notorious for being, like, the biggest assholes in baseball, and Crab was, like, the biggest asshole of the team. Like, he was crabby. That's why they called him Crab. He, yeah. They they just really, like, I guess they just really like arthropods, so they put Crab on the Spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, he was ejected twice in a doubleheader. Uh, both times he was arguing balls and strikes with home plate umpire. Get this baseball name. I think we've talked about him before. Chicken Wolf. Chicken Wolf. Yes, we have talked about Chicken Wolf. Yeah, because uh, he was uh, lifelong friends with the Gladiator, and uh, both the Gladiator and Chicken Wolf spent time at the same insane asylum. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> no. uh so there's fun fact about chicken wolf there <laughs> so chicken wolf was an umpire but he was also nuts yeah um yeah it was after his playing days he, he stuck around in baseball became an umpire and in the first game he ejected crab for arguing balls and strikes and crab refused to leave the field oh. so chicken threatened to make the spiders forfeit the game to the colonels what? Uh, at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> and at this point in the game the spiders were losing nine to zero um so cleveland's manager just agreed to forfeit the game and move <laughs> on to the next one <laughs> it's just like yeah you know we're like we're in the hole pretty deep you know just fuck it whatever yeah he's, he let's just go to the second game so they go to the second game and uh crab gets tossed again uh, again for arguing balls and strikes and this time he still refuses to leave the field so chicken just had two cops for forcibly remove him from the field of play <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, get in here. Get him out of here. You're like, you can, you'll never take me alive, coppers. <laughs> <laughs> so only five players have been ejected from both games of a doubleheader, but a manager has been ejected from both games ten times. 
four of those ten times, it was a manager of the Baltimore Orioles, <laughs> and two of those four times, it was Earl Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that... That checks. That checks. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Earl Weaver is a he was a legendary manager for the Orioles. Uh, he was also kind of an early purveyor of like sort of what we call Moneyball today. Like he paid very close attention to um, like pitching and hitter match matchups, and he would change his lineup like accordingly. Um, but he also got ejected a lot. Uh, if you just Google or just go on YouTube and look up Earl Weaver ejection, the first video you will find his most legendary ejection where he is cussing out this umpire for like five minutes. He's just screaming <laughs> at this guy. And then at the very end, you find out that we're only one batter into the game at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally top of the first. And I think the first batter reached base on a walk and he got pissed off. <laughs> it screamed at this umpire and got thrown out. <laughs> fun also fun fact about Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver died on a cruise ship. Oh. That's a uh, I guess not that surprising. <laughs> it's not super surprising, but it is just kind of unusual, I think. Yeah. It's actually well like there are people who in their at the twilight of their lives, they will just go on cruises. Like they just spend all their money going on cruises until they die. Like most modern i think all modern cruise ships like have a morgue on them like for that reason that is really morbid yeah uh, um <laughs> so anyway uh <laughs> um, earl weaver uh i tell you he gets ejected a lot he sits at fourth all time for managerial ejections at 96 that's a lot <laughs> yeah um uh, Bobby Cox is the all-time leader of managerial ejections yep. at 162. Yep, that does uh, it. I think <laughs> I think we talked about this a little bit um, in our Fred Merkel episode because uh, John McGraw he is in second place with 121. So there is a 41 ejection difference <laughs> between first and second place. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I found a funny story about John McGraw. So um, well, let me back up a bit. Another reason you could get thrown out of a game was for uh, uh, what was called bench jockeying. And it has a bench different meaning jockeying. now. Yeah, now bench jockeying is like kind of like a, like a bench warmer, mm-hmm. like you ride the bench. But in the early 1900s, bench jockeying meant you were just like heckling the other team. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Giants and the Yankees uh, played each other in the 1922 World Series, and uh, the Yankees had Babe Ruth on this team, and the story goes that John McGraw heckled Babe Ruth so much during the World Series that he went two for 17. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, (coughs) I guess it worked? Yeah, well, there's some debate because... uh, uh, kind of the plan was to pitch around Babe Ruth anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I should have looked up how many times he walked, but yeah, he only went two for 17 in a, I think it was a six game series because the Giants won. <laughs> well, and so that's John McGraw, but let's talk about Bobby Cox for a little bit because this guy's amazing. Bobby was the king of ejections and he knew it, dude. <laughs> At the start of a season, Bobby would send the league a $10,000 check with a note that says, for future fines, call me when I owe more. (laughs) (laughs) He just like, he was just like, yeah, I know this is going to happen. I'm just going to like pay up right now so I can get it out of the way, like factored (laughs) into my like 
taxes and finances. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't want everybody to think that, like, these managers are just, like, huge assholes for getting ejected all the time. Like, it's kind of fair if they were a little bit, but these guys are what players call, like, player managers, you know? Like, they fight for their guys tooth and nail over every little thing, every little call. Uh, Bobby once got thrown out of a game for arguing a call he didn't even see. <laughs> How, like, uh, I, okay, I think these guys just really like yelling. Like, yeah. they don't do it because, like, maybe some of the times they do it because, like, all right, you know, you're mad. Some, the, the umpire makes a shitty call or whatever. But I yeah. think some of the times this guy was like, you know, this game is a little bit too boring right now. I'm going to yell a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just need a shout, and I'm going to shout at the umpires because I can. <laughs> or or maybe they want to get ejected. Maybe they're like, you know what? I just really don't want to be here today. So he's like, oh, that you know, that strike, that was bullshit. You, you knew yeah, that yeah. wasn't a strike. And everyone's like, what? I was oh, like, yeah, ah, magic he, words. <laughs> he's he like, there was a that was a ball, and you call it a strike. How could you? And he's like, all right, get yeah. out of here. And he's like, all right, oh, finally, jeez, yeah, oh, jeez. Okay. There are we're we're gonna cover some of that later, um, <laughs> but it is a tactic amongst amongst managers to get themselves thrown out on purpose to try and fire up the team. Really, and it does. Yeah, it does work sometimes. <laughs> that makes sense, <laughs> especially if it's like a really bad call and it's been a really frustrating game. The manager will go out and just scream and yell like until they get ejected. <laughs> And sometimes, like, they really have to work for it, and the umpires are standing there taking it for, like, several minutes. <laughs> and then eventually they get thrown out, and so the players get all pissed off and come back and win the game. <laughs> you know, if it works, right? Yeah, if it works, it works. <laughs> um, so all of Bobby's players, well, all of his former players now... Uh, they all have like a favorite ejection story. Uh, Braves player Chipper Jones tell he tells a story of a dispute over a, a safe call when a Cincinnati player stole second base. So the guy slides in safely, but he came off the bag while the tag was still being applied. Mm -hmm. And uh, pitcher John Smoltz came over to argue, and he accidentally bumped the second base umpire Hunter Wendelstead. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know you can't make contact with the the officials. And even though it was an accident, um, Hunter still throws Smoltz out of the game. And so naturally, Bobby comes out to defend his guy, and he asks why Smoltz got thrown out. And the umpire says, "Well, it's because he bumped me." And Bobby replied, "Quote." Hunter, you wouldn't make a pimple on your daddy's ass. <laughs> uh, he then turned to Smoltz and said to him, get back on the mound, you're not tossed from the game. <laughs> it's like, just the it's like I, I don't give a shit about what that umpire says. You are not out. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 I decided you're back in. <laughs> That's this, so funny. This is only the third inning of the game, too. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even like, like it's not towards the end of the game or anything. You're just like, no. You know, yeah. you're standing. <laughs> uh, well, he needs a starter to go deep. Can't tax the bullpen, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so Bobby is also the only manager to be ejected from two World Series games. <laughs> um, in 1992, uh, the Braves were facing uh, the Blue Jays, and he was mad about a check swing call. And he got so pissed off that he, like, threw a helmet. So Joe West threw him out of the game. And then four years later in 96, when the Braves were facing off against the Yankees, he got tossed for arguing an out call at second base. I think he threw his hat again. 
I think he threw stuff both times, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I should have written it down. But yeah, that's Bobby Cox. Uh, oh, I forget who it was. It was one of his players who was like, he had a reputation for being this super nice guy, and he got thrown out of a game once, and he had like never been ejected before. Uh-huh. And so Bobby comes out to argue, and he also gets thrown out. And so once like the argument's over, they're back in the dugout, the player asks Bobby, like, I said, what do I do? I've never been thrown out of a game before. And Bobby just told him, eh, just do what I do. Go to the clubhouse, have a few beers, relax. <laughs> <laughs> just relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also a great story of uh, when Bobby, he had his, uh, he had his number retired uh, by the Braves. And so they had this big ceremony before the game. And uh, after the ceremony, right before the game started, he Bobby goes over and talks to the umpiring crew for the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a joke, the home plate umpire threw him out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, like, like I was saying, like I know that he knows that he gets thrown out a lot because of the check yeah. and everything, and <laughs> and I know that he does it on purpose sometimes. But I hope that he can just like laugh at it too. Oh yeah, like it was a. Like, he took it as a joke. Like, everyone thought it was really funny. Okay, that's that's good. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't mind. He was like, I'm fighting for my guys. I don't care if I get thrown out of a game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Bobby. And uh, I found a bunch of uh, just sort of fun short stories that I'm going to tell you before I get to, uh, before I get to uh, tonight's main event. Okay, um, great. So I'll start us off. Uh, in the good old days of 1906. Uh, <laughs> it was a six-inning uh, Yankees versus Red Sox, and New York's Frank Laporte hit a fly ball to short right field. Mm-hmm. Um, the right fielder, whose name is Hobe Ferris. Hobe? Yeah, H-O-B-E, Hobe. Hobe, okay. Yeah, so he really doesn't make an effort to catch the ball, and just kind of sailed over his head. Uh, Jack Hayden was slow to run after the ball, too, and uh, Laporte... Uh, he just kind of runs around the bases for a home run because nobody made an effort to like go and get him, uh-huh. go and get the ball. Uh, so Hayden just kind of goes into foul territory, foul territory, gets the ball, and then after the inning, Hayden and Ferris, the two outfielders, they get into a heated argument about who was supposed to catch it, and it escalated into a full-on fist fight. Uh, <laughs> Ferris punched Hayden a few times in the head. Pushed down on the bench, and then Ferris kicked Hayden in the mouth. Ooh. Uh, they were taken to the police station, but each refused to file a complaint against the other. <laughs> and uh, the police filed a charge of disorderly conduct, but those charges were dismissed. <laughs> oh, they're, they're just like, eh. Yeah, whatever. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> there was a game between the Athletics and the Tigers in 1912. Uh, in the third inning, Ty Cobb hit an RBI single, but was called out for stepping out of the batter's box to hit the pitch. A fan, because of this, a fan threw a bottle onto the field, which bounced and struck home plate umpire Tommy Connolly in the face. Um, <laughs> the Tigers argued the ruling, and manager Hugh Jennings was ejected along with two other players before the game was eventually forfeited. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> it's just like uh we're like we're done it's over yeah just like a controversial call led to the game being called early <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of crazy that it's just like all right well uh we're just gonna end the game here sorry <laughs> yeah it's over. yeah the, well that's happened before where like if 
if the stadium gets too rowdy, uh, the umpires just say, fuck this and call the game. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> just go home. <laughs> It was a 1922 game. Uh, the Reds were playing the Giants. The uh, Giants are the home team. And in the eighth inning, umpire Paul Sentel told a guy by the name of Cozy Dolan. Cozy uh, Dolan. <laughs> yeah, so he is a coach, and uh, he keeps stepping out of the coach's box at first base. And Paul keeps telling Cozy, like, you have to stay in the coach's box. <laughs> um, so this develops. It, it escalates. And Paul eventually ejects Dolan. Um, so a guy named Bill Cunningham came onto the field to replace Dolan, uh, but just to be an asshole, I guess he stood in the same spot as Cozy, just like outside of the box. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, uh, Paul ejected him too. Uh, a, th- a third guy comes on the field to uh, be the first base coach. His name is Ralph Shinners, and uh, he did the same thing, and he. <laughs> He gets ejected from the game also. So they just ejected three of the coaches because they didn't stand in the coach's box. Yeah, they just refused to do it. They all got thrown out of the game. That's so funny. Uh, So uh, let's jump ahead of it to 1941. Uh, The Pirates are at the Dodgers. Uh, It was raining a little bit. It was kind of like a steady drizzle. It was a second game of a doubleheader. And the first game had delayed, had been delayed by 35 minutes because of rain. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Dodgers won the first game, they scored in the first inning of the second game as well. The Pirates started stalling, hoping to avoid uh, a double loss by postponing the game. Because uh, I think the game has to go at least six innings before it's an official game. So they're mm-hmm. just trying to run out the clock. Um, home plate umpire Jocko Conlin and Pirates manager Frankie Frisch. Frankie Frisch. <laughs> Frankie Frisch. Love it. Uh, they were arguing about the weather, and because uh, Jocko's like, I know you guys are stalling. Like, come on, let's play this game. So Frisch and him are just kind of arguing about it, and eventually uh, Frisch, just to uh, just to take the piss out of Jocko, <laughs> he comes out of the dugout with an umbrella and just stood there outside of uh, outside of the dugout just holding this umbrella above his head and then uh, <laughs> uh, Conlon threw him out of the game for that. <laughs> <laughs> these, like, you can't make these up. These are just guys just, like, <laughs> taking the piss out of the game. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a funny one. Uh, in the top of the seventh inning in a Cubs versus Reds game, uh, Cubs manager Jimmy Wilson, he's he's coaching first base. He was he so he starts arguing with home plate umpire George uh, Magerkurth. 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 Yeah, yes, something like that. Um, so he's arguing with him about calls he doesn't like, and so uh, George ejects Wilson from the game because he keeps you know screaming at him, mm-hmm. and instead of walking down the first baseline towards home plate he ran around the entire base path and then to home and then kept yelling at george (laughs) (laughs) like as he's running i don't know if he did it while he was running but instead of just going down the baseline he took the long way around and just ran around every base that's so funny (laughs) like i really I really hope that he did it as he was running around the bases. Like, he's just staring them down, screaming. Yeah. He's, like, passing second, third. He's like, hey, you! Just <laughs> chewing the guy out. <laughs> um, 
Uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, this is 1949. Uh, the Braves are at the Dodgers. It was the second game of a doubleheader that was also played in the rain. And the Braves really don't want to be playing here because it's like two days from the end of the season and the Braves are already out of the playoffs. So, like, every game they're playing is pointless. Wait, it's raining uh, in L.A.? Yeah. Or wait, is this... Crazy. It, wait. Yeah. This is Brooklyn or L.A.? Oh, if it's 1949, then it would it's, still be it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, never yeah, mind. Never mind. Right. I was like, wow, it's raining in L.A. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, their second game of doubleheader is raining. Uh, the Braves are just playing for pride at this point. <laughs> and they got beat pretty bad the first game, and they were losing by, like, seven runs at this point in the second game. It's about the sixth inning. And the rain's pretty bad, and so in the bottom of the fifth, Connie Ryan walked on to the on-deck area wearing a long black raincoat, and he gets thrown out of the game by George Barr, who's a home plate umpire. Mm -hmm. And before the inning was over, a bunch of Braves players were just so bored that they built a bonfire on the edge of their own dugout. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess they were cold, too. Did they use, like, bats <laughs> for wood? I, I, okay, I was trying to find more on this bonfire story, and I was getting so angry because I could not find anything else on it. Uh, I just know that they built a bonfire uh, <laughs> out of something. I would assume it would be, like, old bats or just, like, probably old pieces of wood that they found in the dugout. Yeah, or just, like, garbage or whatever. <laughs> it's trash. Um. So, yeah, Connie Ryan gets ejected, and uh, the guy who replaces him was a guy by the name of Steve Kuchek. And when it's Ryan's turn to bat, Steve comes up to pinch hit for him, and Steve hits a double. This was his first hit in the major leagues, and as it would turn out, it would be the only major league at bat he would ever get. Um, this game was called in the seventh inning, so it's an official game. The stats counted, and Steve Kuchek never played another major league game. So he his, a, He's a batting average of 1,000. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> and his on-base percentage... 1,000. Because he hit a double, his slugging percentage is 2,000, which means his OPS is a staggering 3,000. Wow, this guy's the best <laughs> baseball player of all time. No one has right? ever had an OPS of, of 3,000 ever. No one has ever even gotten close. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's... Like, I'm sorry that Steve never got to play another major league game, but, like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Ending your baseball career, it's like, yeah, my yeah. OPS is 3,000. It's like, how many at-bats did you have? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is, uh, Steve is one of 84 players in the history of baseball with a career batting average of 1,000. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> uh, let's keep talking about the Braves a little bit. So this is 1952. The Giants are at the Braves. It's the bottom of the first inning, and a batter by the name of Earl Torgerson, or and catcher. Earl Torgerson. Yeah, Earl Torgerson, which sounds like a Skyrim character. <laughs> it does sound like um, a Skyrim character. <laughs> and so he's batting, and then the Giants catcher is Sal Yavarez, mm -hmm. and they were kind of chirping at each other real early in the game, and uh, Yavarez complained that Torgerson was hitting the catcher with his backswing. Well, Torgerson is complaining that Yavarz is too close to the plate. Um, so Torgerson hits a single to center field. Uh, and after he hits a single, Yavarz gets up and he breaks Torgerson's bat by just hitting it on the plate. And Torgerson doesn't realize it at first. It's only at the end of the inning that he finds out that Yavarz broke his bat. Mm -hmm. So Torgerson 
runs all the way across the field and into the Giants dugout and punched Javars in the face. Um, he punched him so hard, like around his eye, that he had a wound that required three stitches. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so naturally, Torgerson was ejected. The <laughs> home plate umpire's name was Larry uh, Goats. Larry Goats. G O G O E T Z. It was Goetz. I think it's Getz. Getz. Yeah, probably Getz then. Uh, Vern Bickford was also ejected by Getz for arguing that Yavaris should have been thrown out as well. It was a. It was kind of a big. It was a big thing. Uh, the game was delayed for ten minutes to restore the order. <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right, just calm down, just yeah. chill out. Um, here's another good Brave story. Uh, the Phillies are visiting the Braves. It's the top of the sixth inning. Uh, <laughs> Phillies batter Granny Hammer hit, hit a ground <laughs> hits a ground ball to shortstop. Wait, wait, you you can't just you can't just gloss over that name. <laughs> oh, sorry, not Granny ha- Granny Hamner. My bad. Oh, not Hammer. okay, okay, yes, that makes <laughs> it way better. Yeah, Granny Hamner is his, is his name. Granny, Granny, G R A N N Y. That'd be it. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he hits a ground ball to shortstop, and uh, he runs down to first, and short bot, the shortstop throws down to first as well. Uh, and then the first base umpire, Ken Burkhart, uh, makes a call. And Ken, excuse me, uh, Hamner doesn't like it. He starts arguing with Burkhart, and he's arguing and arguing, and so Burkhart ejects Hamner from the game. Uh, but Burkhart called Hamner safe. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, pay attention, kids. <laughs> Don't get yourself thrown out of games like this. All right, well, <laughs> just I, I, I don't know. I got nothing else to say to that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty stupid. Actually, I do. What the hell happens in Atlanta? There are so many brave <laughs> stories. I know. Like, I feel like I should title this episode, I Promise We Don't Hate Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a Braves um, hat. Yeah, you know, the Braves were several of these little stories. <laughs> it's a lot of Braves, a lot of Giants. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, here's a 1952 game. The Giants are at the Cardinals, and Bob Elliott, the Giants, ejected or objected uh, to a called second strike during his plate appearance in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. And so uh, home plate umpire Augie Donatelli ejects Elliott. And since... Uh, the at bat's still going. Like he's that doesn't count as an out. So they have a pinch hitter come in, uh, Bobby Hoffman, to to finish the at bat. Um, so he comes in. He's already got two strikes against him. He Hoffman takes the first pitch, which was called for strike three. Uh, Hoffman objected to this call, and he was also ejected by Donatelli. And thus, two players were ejected in one at bat. <laughs> that oh my! God. I I was really hoping. So okay, so that's good. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> let's see if we get three people ejected in one at-bat. Like, like all That'd right. That'd be funny. Like, called get strike one. Per one. strike. Called yeah. strike one. Ah, okay, you get thrown out. Called strike two. <laughs> ah, okay, you get thrown out. Called strike three. <laughs> ah, that guy gets thrown out, too. That would be legendary. That would be an incredible. I would love that. Yeah, that would be, that would be, that would go down as one of the all-time greatest moments in the history of the game. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, here's a good one. Let's come back to Earl Weaver for a second. Uh, this is 1979. The Orioles are at the Indians. It's the bottom of the eighth inning, and Mike Hargrove was called safe at second on an attempted force out. Uh, the Orioles had already been fighting with the umpires. Um, Eddie Murray had been tossed about three innings earlier in this game. Mm-hmm. And so Earl's already super pissed off. And so he goes onto the field to argue this call with second base umpire Larry Bennett. And during the argument, Weaver pulled a rule book. He just like pulled a rule book out of his jacket <laughs> and just and just shredded it with his hands. <laughs> He just tore it apart, and then uh, Barnett threw him out of the game. <laughs> Why did he have... Well, like, I, okay, I guess it makes sense. You have a rule book, so you can re- look at the rules. But yeah, just, like, that's a fucking power move to pull it out of your jacket, tear it up in front of the umpire, because <laughs> you're so mad about it. Yeah, well, he's just he's just probably telling Larry, like, you don't know shit about fuck, and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and the umpire, I, I'm sure the umpire is just, like, completely deadpan. He just, like, yeah. tosses him. Well, it's like everyone knew Earl. Like, he had a, he had a reputation for this, too. So they just had kind of had to take it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a little more famous one. This one's kind of recent, too. This is in 1999. The Mets are hosting the the Blue Jays and this kind of a marathon game. It's it's the top of the twelfth inning, and uh, Mike Piazza was called for catcher's interference during uh, Craig Greg Grebeck Craig Grebeck's plate appearance. That's hard to say. Craig Grebeck. Um, yeah. Craig Grebeck. And so, yeah. Craig Craig Grebeck. Craig Grebeck. <laughs> Craig Grebeck. Weird. Very good. Ian. Um, thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Mike Piazza's called for catcher's interference, and Mets manager Bobby Valentine argues the call, and so home plate umpire Randy Marsh uh, tosses him out of the game. And look, when you get tossed out of a game, you have to leave the dugout, you have to go back to the clubhouse, and you can't return to the field of play. Um, Valentine just decided this didn't apply to him today, <laughs> and so he, he did leave the dugout, but later he tried to sneak back in because he returned to the dugout wearing sunglasses, a Mets t-shirt, and a fake mustache. <laughs> I, uh, I remember was, this story. I remember yeah, because like this was caught on broadcast. You can see, you can watch this. <laughs> um, so he was for this. He was suspended three games and fined five thousand dollars. Oh, I was hoping that they like, like would just be like, no, like not not just they wouldn't catch him. Just be. No. They'd be like, Bobby, all right, come on, let's go. Very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, go home, get out of here. (laughs) Find him five grand. Here's another, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you knew this story. Uh, Do you know about uh, the first and uh, so far, well, at least to my knowledge, the only mascot to be thrown out of a baseball game? Ooh, let me guess. Is it the, um, oh, who was it? It wasn't the Phillies mascot, was it? No, but it looks a lot like him. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Uh, okay, so this was a 1989 game between the Montreal Expos and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh-huh. Uh, this is in Montreal, and this is also a, a marathon game. It had been going for a long time. It was a scoreless tie at the end of the ninth, and uh, the mascot for the Expos was... Because this weird creature that kind of looked like the Philly fanatic, his name was Yuppie. Yuppie. Uh, yeah, Yuppie. It's 
it's the French word for yippee. <laughs> like when we go yippee, it's, they go yippee. Yeah, yeah yippee. yippee. Okay, well. Um, so this is the mascot's name and, you know, throughout the game, you know, he's being a mascot, like he's being kind of an asshole, you know, just, you know, harassing players, being fun, entertaining the crowd, you know, Uh um, he spent a lot of the game just like stomping on top of the visitor's dugout. (laughs) Um, and the visitor's dugout is like made of aluminum. So it's super loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, the Dodgers manager at the time was Tommy Lasorda, who was a notorious cranky boy. Yes. Um, so it was in the 11th inning, UP was making a joke and he like falls asleep on top of the dugout and Tommy Lasorda pokes his head out, sees this and complains to the umpires. And so they tossed <laughs> the umpires, took Tommy's side and threw UP out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were probably just as sick of, of UP as Tommy was. They're like, all right, you I know think- what? Fine. Just get out of here. Yeah, I think everyone's exhausted and tired too because it's a scoreless tie in the eleventh inning of a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been like four hours and nothing has happened, yeah. and everyone's just like, "Can this game finish already?" Yeah, the the game would go twenty two innings and it ended one to nothing in favor of the Dodgers. Oh my god, is that awful? That's like that's such a terrible baseball game, <laughs> right? Like. The best part was the mascot got thrown out of the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's the historical achievement. This game, it had like, that's got to be, like, at least six hours of nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, that's awful. I guess, like, props to the fans who stayed the entire, entire time, because that's more than two games of baseball. <laughs> that's almost two and a half games of baseball. I guess that would be, what, like, 23 innings? Yeah. Baseball is, two, baseball is stupid. It's very, it's very long. Baseball, <laughs> it's a long game. Baseball is stupid, and extras are stupid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Yuppie gets tossed out. He is he was the first mascot to be tossed out. Um, Yuppie is still a mascot, actually. When the Expos left Montreal, he went over to uh, uh, the hockey team, the, uh, the Canadians. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Canadians, <laughs> the Canadians. Montre- yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the Canadians. Uh, he, so he's their mascot now. Um, UP is also one of only three mascots to be featured in the Baseball Hall of Fame, along with the Philly Fanatic and the Famous Chicken from San Diego. <laughs> the Famous Chicken from San Diego? Yeah. That needs, <laughs> they, that needs to be an episode. Yeah, I'll look into that more. UP <laughs> um, uh, was also voted into the Mascot Hall of Fame in 2019. He was inducted last, just last year in June, and he was the first mascot uh, from a Canadian team to be put in the Mascot Hall of Fame. Well, good for them i guess yeah are there any like expos in the hall of fame i'm sure there are but also there now there's probably in a, the base there's a mascot yeah. in the hall of fame well this is like its own like the mascot hall of fame is its own thing oh i see oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Huh. um I, don't know. I like that even less uh so i got one more quick story for you before we get to uh before we get to the big one um, this was in 1946. Uh, the White Sox are at the Red Sox. Uh, Sox versus Sox. And mismatch the White Sox. Sox pit- yeah, mismatch Sox. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, White Sox pitcher Joe Haynes, he threw a pitch at Ted Williams's head. Ted? Will- no. Why inning. do that? Yeah, you Ted- don't throw a Ted Williams. You don't throw a Ted Williams. So it might have been, it might have been a mistake. Uh because uh, warnings were issued by the umpires. And so 
yeah, umpires will do this if they want to like if they don't want to throw anybody out. That what they'll do is they'll just issue warnings to both teams. Uh, it's mainly to prevent uh, players getting hit with with balls, which makes sense, you know, cause, right? Yeah, because they're trying to you know they're trying to you know control injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the home plate umpire Red Jones is his name. Red Jones. Yeah, Red Jones. Uh, so he issues warnings. Uh, this pissed off the White Sox bench, uh, so they're heckling Jones and they're accusing him of playing to the crowd because it was ladies day at the ballpark and they uh, were like oh you're just trying to you don't want things to get too rowdy in front of the women you you coward or whatever i mean yes but also yes <laughs> <laughs> um so they're just screaming at him the whole they're screaming at him like the whole time uh ralph hodgen was ejected from the bench by jones uh shortly thereafter jones ejected dario uh Lodigiani? Lodigiani. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a name. Yeah, he also throws out Eddie Smith. He tosses coach Ben Miller. Uh, and then he ejects Leo Wells. Uh, so he's just ejecting people left and right here. And the White Sox are getting more and more pissed off. <laughs> and so they just keep yelling at him louder. And so Jones just goes to the bench and just one by one, he, he tosses Mike Tresh, Johnny Rigney, Hal Trotsky, Guy Cutright, Eddie Lopat, Whitey Platt, Frank Whitman, Wally Moses, and the batting practice pitcher, Glenn Liebhart. <laughs> How many... Okay. How many people did this guy eject? Um... If I count right, it's it, like ten. If I count right, I think it's. Oh wait, shit. Okay, okay. So it's Ralph. There's one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of the last guys he threw out had recall privileges, so basically, like they couldn't sit in the dugout. They had to go back to the clubhouse, and if the team needed them later, they could call them out onto the field. Um, right. But uh, the White Sox are so pissed off that the manager, Ted Lyons, has told the whole group, uh, get out of uniform and just go to the train station and wait for a train back to New York. <laughs> or not <laughs> back to New York, but to New York is where they're going next. That was like their next series. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> strangely enough, Ted Lyons doesn't get thrown out of this game. Because by the end of the game, it was just him, uh, a coach by the name of Mule Haas, were left on the bench, and six players for the bullpen. <laughs> How do you play the game? I have no idea. Um, what do you do? <laughs> uh, so it was 14 players and coaches ejected. Uh, this was the most players ejected for one ge- for one team in a game. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. 14 is, like, <laughs> that's a whole team. Yeah, but uh, this is not the record. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, I see where this is going. So the most ejections in one day of play in the history of Major League Baseball is 18. Uh, oh, my God. The first occurred when Jim McKean threw out Orioles manager Joe Altobelli for arguing a fair foul call. Um so that's the first one. And the next 17 will be easy to get through because they all happened at the same game. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, we are talking about the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up with Atlanta? Are you Like, Atlanta, are you okay? 
<laughs> I mean, I've been to a Braves game and it was fine, but I mean, is there other stuff going on? Uh, okay, so <laughs> I'll, I'll walk you through this. So let's flashback. Please, please do. We're gonna flashback to August twelfth, nineteen eighty four, the year of our Lord George Orwell. Uh, this this <laughs> the year the of Lord, our Lord George. Yeah. George. Uh, so. At this point in the season, the Padres and the Braves are fighting for control of the National League West. Um, there was a point in time where the Braves were in the NL West, which is very stupid. Um, <laughs> there was no Wait. like central division. What? I just I just like put two and two together. It's like, oh yeah, the Braves are in the NL West. Wait, yeah, no, Atlanta's on the East Coast. Yes, and they are in the NL East now, which makes sense, but. <laughs> Yeah, this time... They didn't used to be. Yeah, so at this time, uh, in 1984, the NL West was uh, Giants, Dodgers, Padres. Uh, I think the Reds were in it, the Astros were in it, um, and the Braves were in it, too. <laughs> what the fuck? Which is stupid, because this game is stupid. I say that the Padres and the Braves are fighting for control of the division, it really wasn't much of a fight because the Padres had a ten and a half game lead over Atlanta at this point, mm-hmm. um, and it's August, so like it's not the end of the season, but like the season's wrapping up, so the Braves really don't have time to close this gap. And this game is in Atlanta. It's always in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this is a. You know, 1984 was the first year that the Padres were good. Uh, they had, like, losing seasons, like, all the way up and up until this point. Um, and this game, it was the final game of a three-game series, and the Padres won the first two games. Um, mm-hmm. But to understand, for what happens next to make sense, uh, we need to go back just a day. Because in the previous game, Padres second baseman Alan Wiggins kept bunting to get on base. And in the Braves' dugout, uh, their starting pitcher, Pascual Perez, uh, that was just pissing him off. So he gets mad at Wiggins, and he's yelling at him during all of his at-bats. Umpire Stephen Ripley recalled this saying, quote, Perez started yelling at Wiggins, swing the bat! You know, baseball crap, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball crap. That that should that should have been the name of the show, you know, baseball crap. (laughs) You know, baseball crap. You remember that time? Oh, I don't remember when it was. But I was watching the World Series, and George Springer would not hit the ball. And I would keep yelling at the television, swing the bat! Hit the ball! Yeah, hit the ball, Just George! hit the ball! <laughs> I still think about that sometimes. <laughs> like, if I'm watching a game and there's not a lot of offense, I'm like, come on, just hit the ball. <laughs> just hit the ball, it's so hit, easy. Just hit the ball, lol. <laughs> yeah, so Perez is shouting at Wiggins. Wiggins starts shouting back at Perez, but they just shout at each other and nothing really happens. So, yep. cut to the start of game three, and Pascual Perez is the starting pitcher for the Braves. Uh, and the Padres' leadoff hitter was Alan Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, on the very first pitch of the game, Perez hits Wiggins right in the ribs with a fastball. Naturally, the Padres took exception to this because it was the first pitch of the game. Perez had only hit two batters all season, and Perez was known for his control. Like, he was a master of control, and he rarely hit anybody. Mm -hmm. So they really thought that this was intentional. So the Padres are are super pissed. Perez, he comes up for his first at-bat in the bottom of the second inning, 
And San Diego's starting pitcher, Ed Whitson, was on orders from their manager, Dick Williams, to hit Perez in retribution for hitting Wiggins. So, uh, Whitson throws, and the pitch sails behind Perez, and the bench is clear. No fight breaks out, but there's a lot of pushing and shoving. Perez was, you know, shaken at this, because this ball, like, is up near his head. Like, he knows why he's getting thrown at, and so he's, like, still holding on to his bat, and he was prepared to use it in (laughs) self-defense. Oh, I don't blame him. Like... If you get a ball thrown at your head, yeah, I'm I'm keeping that bat. Yeah, it looks a little silly on in on the footage of this because it looks like he turns around and sees the catcher and gets scared, and he's like still holding the bat, like "Don't, man, I'll fuck you up with this." <laughs> <laughs> um, going after the catcher. Yeah. So this is kind of our first kerfuffle. The umpires issue warnings to both teams, and Whitson just strikes out Perez. Uh, by the end of the second, Atlanta is in the lead 3 to nothing. So, Perez comes up for his second at-bat in the bottom of the fourth inning. And because he didn't hit him the first time, Whitson tries again to hit Perez. Whitson throws... <laughs> he throws three consecutive pitches at Perez, but none of them make contact. Steve Ripley was a home plate umpire that day, and he's decided he's seen enough. And since warnings have been issued... And Whitson keeps throwing inside, very clearly trying to hit Perez. He ejects Whitson from the game, along with Dick Williams. Um, so Dick had, like, planned for this. Like, he knew he was going to be tossed. He basically just said, like, we are hitting Perez no matter what. And so right. Dick, ahead of time, made a list of who was going to take over the man- as the manager and who was going to replace the pitcher until somebody hit Perez. <laughs> Like, he had a whole list of contingencies. (laughs) He's just, like, he's, like, what the fuck? What's the word I'm looking for? He's, like, poised. He's, like, I'm going to kill this man. Yeah. (laughs) If it's the last thing that I do. Yeah, like, he is out for blood. He's 100% convinced that Perez did it on purpose. And so now the team's trying to... The team's trying to stick up for um, Allen at this point, really. Sure, you're right, you're right. So uh, they both get thrown out, and Greg Booker takes over on the mound, and Ozzie Virgil takes over as acting manager. Oh, also, fun fact, since this is the 1984 Padres, um, our old friend Andy Hawkins is on this team. <laughs> yeah, go Andy. <laughs> uh, Perez is cruising. He's pitching really well. And, uh, you know, it's a National League, so the pitchers hit. And he comes up for the Braves again in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Greg Booker is still on orders to hit Perez because nobody's hit him yet. So he throws at Perez, but he doesn't hit Perez either. (laughs) (laughs) None of these people can hit this guy. (laughs) Like, it probably, they probably would have had an easier time just like striking him out and humiliating him that way than they are like just trying to hit this guy. (laughs) It's like, these guys are stormtroopers. Yeah, pretty much. These guys are baseball <laughs> stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, so, naturally, Booker and Virgil are both ejected. Ozzy Virgil is replaced as manager by Jack Kroll, and Greg Booker is replaced on the mound by Greg Harris. And we're just swapping Gregs for Gregs at this point. <laughs> the Gregs. So, things are quiet for a couple of innings, and then Perez comes up for his fourth at-bat in the eighth inning. So this is the Padres' last chance to hit Perez if they really want to. Um, 
by this time, Greg Harris had been relieved. He was replaced by Craig Lefferts. And Perez is the second batter of the inning. And on the very first pitch of his at-bat, Lefferts throws at Perez. And finally, Perez gets hit with the pitch. Yeah. And this like, is I when... I want to say yay, but also that no. sucks. Because <laughs> this is when all hell breaks loose. The Braves come charging out of the dugout to go after Lefferts, and the Padres come charging out to defend Lefferts, okay. and a massive fight breaks out. Yes. Uh, Padres and Braves are tackling and punching each other all over the infield. Amongst the chaos, the man involved in the inciting incident, Alan Wiggins, sees someone in a Braves uniform and goes and just knocks him down. He just takes him out. Uh <laughs> The person he knocked down was a guy named Cliff Phillips. He was a 17-year-old bat boy. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> the bat boys are all out on the field. They're not fighting, but, like, they're just picking up equipment. They're doing their job. <laughs> right, but there's, yeah, because they're still out on the field. It's not like yeah. they're, they're in the dugout. Yeah, and, like, their jerseys look the same as everyone else's, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> Phillips was fine. Uh, his buddies get him up and bring him back to the dugout. And Braves player, he's a right fielder, Claudel Washington. He had already hit a two-run homer in this inning. He notices Phillips' jersey is dirty, and he's like, "Why is a ball boy's or a bat boy's jersey dirty? There's no reason they should get dirty." <laughs> and Phillips says, "Quote: I remember Claudel Washington looking at me and saying, quote, you'll know what? I'll take care of this.'" And he did, Phillips said. I'm not going to go on record as to how he did that. (laughs) (laughs) He killed Um, that guy. uh, Probably. Um, (laughs) um, There was another bad boy by the name of Mike Borzello who also had a dirty jersey. Uh, Borzello was the godson of Joe Torre, who was the manager of the Braves at this time. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, There was another funny story Phillips told where, like, so they're out on the field, but also San Diego's bat boys are on the field too. And he said they were like talking to each other and joked, should we fight each other too? It <laughs> <laughs> was like, hey, we don't want to be left out. Was, yeah. Should we fight each other? <laughs> so, um, there's this huge brawl going on. There's, here's two key figures who were not on the field fighting. One of them was Craig Lefferts and the other one was Pasquale Perez. <laughs> <laughs> So both had returned to their respective dugouts. Lefferts knew he was going to get tossed, so he just left. Uh, (laughs) Perez was just exhausted because guys have been throwing at him all game. So Perez goes back to the dugout. uh, But Padre's first baseman, a guy by the name of Champ Summers. (laughs) Champ Summers. Yeah. uh, He realizes that Perez is off the field. He went in the dugout. But Champ is pissed at Perez, and he's still out for blood, so he goes after him. So he's charging towards the Braves' dugout, but Summers gets intercepted by Braves legend Bob Horner. Um, (laughs) Quick thing about Bob. Uh, Bob was not playing in this game, as he was on the injured list with a broken hand. He still had a cast on his hand, and he started... He started the game watching from the press box, but he could tell trouble was brewing throughout the game. So he leaves the press box and goes down to the clubhouse and puts on his uniform just to be ready for a fight if one happens. <laughs> He's just like, I'm not missing this. Yeah, well, he talked about this in the, in the newspapers after the game. He said, quote, you didn't have to be a brain surgeon to figure out what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, they've been throwing at Perez all game. Yeah, like, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. Yeah, so Bob, he comes out of the dugout, and he just kind of blocks Summers. Like, he wraps him up and, like, takes him down. He's keeping him away from the dugout. But that's when the fans got involved. 
Oh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, man. Several fans jump on the field, and they all gang up on Summers. Because, uh, like, these are Braves fans attacking a, an opposing player. So, like, they're throwing beer on him and shit. Uh, stadium security and law enforcement get involved. They separated the players and arrested a few fans. <laughs> it took 10 minutes for the whole fight to be broken up and for the game to continue. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so, unsurprisingly, Lefferts and Kroll are both ejected, uh, making the third manager and pitcher duo to be thrown out of the game. Champ Summers was ejected. Uh, Bob Horner was not ejected since he was not active anyway, so he couldn't be ejected. Um, Padres left fielder Bobby Brown was ejected. Uh, the Braves had three players ejected. Their outfielder, Gerald Perry, and then pitchers Rick Mahler and Steve Bedrosian. Uh, orders restored and the inning ends. The scoreline stands at 5-1 to one Braves, while the ejections stand at 8-3 Padres. 8-3 <laughs> Padres. There have been 11 <laughs> people ejected. So we go to the top of the ninth, and Donnie Moore takes over on the mound to close out the game for Atlanta. All he has to do is get three outs and the game will be over. That's all he has to do. As you said, 11 people have been thrown out so far. <laughs> so I'm sure some of those people are fielders. Uh, for, the, for our more, uh, I guess, math-inclined listeners, you probably realize by now that uh, we still have six more ejections to go to yeah. reach 17. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. like all donnie has to do is get three outs that's all he has to fucking do but instead on the very first pitch of the inning more hits san diego's greg nettles nettles is pissed off of course and charges the mound and another fight breaks out (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so uh Nettles and Donnie Moore are both ejected. Joe Torrey is finally ejected. Three more Padres are ejected. <laughs> a guy by the name of Goose Gossage. <laughs> Goose Gossage. That's a that's a really good baseball that's, name. That's the best baseball name in this episode so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, Goose, uh, Tim Flannery, and Kurt uh, Bivacqua all get thrown out. Flannery had pinch hit earlier in the game, but then had been taken out. Uh, you know, he got replaced. So uh, he got tossed from a game that he could not otherwise re-enter. <laughs> 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 so uh, Kurt was ejected because another Braves fan had threw beer at his head, and he charged into the stands to get revenge. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like, I don't care that it's not even a player. I'm going to get this fan. Yeah. So, like, cops hold him back. Uh, they get him off the field. And because the stadium had gotten so hectic, crew chief John McSherry ordered everyone off the field, well, even out of the dugout. He sent everybody into the clubhouses for the remainder of the game. Police officers were then stationed on top of both dugouts. And instead of having players sit in the dugouts, they just waited in the clubhouse and they would come up when they were needed. (laughs) Um, So... Uh, the Padres You've lost were- dugout privileges. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, this was for both teams. They made both teams. Yeah, I know. The both of um, you have lost dugout yeah. privileges. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, the Padres scored two runs but did not complete the comeback. The game ended 5-3 in favor of the Braves. When the game was over, the Padres were being managed by Harry Dunlop, who was the bullpen coach. <laughs> 
So in total, 12 Padres and five Braves had been ejected and five fans had been arrested. (laughs) (laughs) I'm counting those as ejections. So that brings our total to 22 in one game. (laughs) Amazing. That's absolutely absurd. Ironically, two guys who did not get thrown out of this game were Alan Wiggins and Pasquale Perez. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, wait, I guess because like Perez hit the guy, maybe, maybe not on purpose, right? Yeah, it's probably not on purpose. But and and then they were trying to go after him the whole game. Yeah. You know, like that makes sense. Yeah, I, so, I, I get that, but everyone else was. Yeah, but so for it makes sense for like Perez because like after he gets hit, he just left the field. He didn't get involved in the fighting, but Wiggins yeah. did. Like he knocked down the, you know, he he took out the bat boy. But maybe he they just in the forgot game. about him. Yeah, there was it probably just got lost in the chaos. Not only did Perez get thrown out, um, he also got the win and he improved his record to eleven and four. <laughs> <laughs> San Diego manager Dick Williams was he was suspended for ten days and fined ten thousand uh, dollars. Joe Torre was suspended for three days and fined one thousand dollars. Five players were also suspended and fined: two from the Padres and three from the Braves. Seven other Padres players and the team's first two ejected acting managers were also fined. <laughs> I wonder. I couldn't find it, but like I just wonder how much money the league made from these two teams off of this game. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, at least 11 grand <laughs> at least 11 grand which is that's a lot of money mm-hmm. and i i don't necessarily i don't know how especially fines for work. 1984 yeah like like i don't know how fines work i don't know if the players have to pay them like individually or if it comes off of their payroll or what yeah i'd but. imagine it, it would just come off of payroll but still so uh, after the game, umpire McSherry said of the brawl, quote, I've never seen violence like that. It's a miracle somebody didn't get seriously hurt. It, Padres, it sure is. Yeah. Um, Padres catcher Terry Kennedy said, it would have been a lot simpler if we'd hit Perez his first time up. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, just, like <laughs> they're just like, no, we shouldn't have hit him. It's, yeah, we should have hit him sooner. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's right. Like, probably, a, like, Maybe a smaller fight would have broken out, but probably wouldn't have had 17 ejections and two massive brawls if they just got him <laughs> in the second inning. <laughs> yeah, like he's right. He's just totally right. Uh, <laughs> the post-game comments will get more and more wild. Uh, Joe Torre called Dick Williams, quote, an idiot, and you can spell that with a capital I. And then he oh, went on. <laughs> busting out the big words. Oh, just you wait, because he went on to say that Dick Williams, uh, he said that uh, it was, quote, Hitler-like action. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Torrey. It's a little tone deaf there, Joe. (laughs) Joe, Joe, are you you okay? You want to talk about it a little bit? You You got some anger issues? Uh, Dick Williams chirps back. He's, you know, saying that, you know, Joe Torrey's, he said that Joe Torrey sucks. And he said it was all the Braves fault. They started it. And he said to them, quote, we will not be intimidated. The two teams would play, they'd play another series against each other about a month later. Um, but nothing happened. Like that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. Um, 
the Padres won the NL pennant that year and, you know, they went on to the World Series and lost to the Tigers in five, which we talked about in our Andy Hawkins episode. Right. Um, Atlanta had kind of a rough decade, usually finishing last in the division until the 90s when they got good and just dominated the West. Yeah, and, they and sh- sh- shredded everybody. Yeah, until order was finally restored and they got put in the NL East. And uh, they've been doing well. Yeah, they won the division regularly until the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, that's the end of our story today. Uh, that's sort of a brief history of ejections. How are you feeling, Johnny? Um, I will say this is an excellent palate cleanser. Excellent. <laughs> I like when I think baseball is dumb. This is what I think of. Mm-hmm. I think of all of the stupid stories. Like, oh yeah. Do you remember that time that 17 people were ejected in a single baseball game? And I'm like, huh, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, or do you remember that time the Braves built a bonfire in the dugout because they were bored? <laughs> you remember that You remember that time the mascot was ejected and it was the only thing that happened in 22 innings? Yeah, that was halfway through the game, too, in the 11th inning. That's like th- when I when I think of like oh yeah baseball is a really stupid game I like there's two sides of it there's the like stat side where it's like oh yeah you know like kind of anything can happen like you know you have this you have this batter who bats like 150 and he gets home yeah. runs off of like Clayton Kershaw or whatever um, yeah <laughs> and then you have the other side where it's yeah this game went on for 22 innings and a mascot got ejected for no reason other than they really hated that mascot yeah, other than tommy lasorda is a huge asshole <laughs> <laughs> so i have to give credit uh the main source for this episode was uh uh from the late great david vincent he put together um it's a like pdf it's of all these stories uh, he's how I found like all of the little short stories and uh, like his research was uh, the main source for all this. Um, it was supplemented by a few things like from uh, well I'll put more sources in the in the description of the episode but yeah I recommend uh, reading stuff from David Vincent. He was a great research researcher for the game. He passed away in 2017 I want to say mm-hmm. it was somewhat recently but um yeah so if you're into that sort of thing and want to find more stuff he looks up. Um, he, he does a lot of great writing on this, so I recommend it. And there are a lot of smaller uh, ejection stories that I left out of this episode. Uh, so you can find that. I'll link it for your reading pleasure. Um, great. Great. Uh, yeah, reading's good. It makes your brain better. You get, you get more wrinkles and you get smarter. But Ian, yeah. d- wrinkles are gross and ugly. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Don't read, or, or your brain will get ugly. I changed my mind. I'm doing a complete 180 on my stance. Thank you, Ian. I'm glad <laughs> that course. we can come to a consensus. <laughs> um, speaking of thank yous, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and, Johnny, I hope you enjoyed enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed telling it to you. It was excellent. It was um, really, really good. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a while because of just how wild these stories are. <laughs> Ejections are fun. <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think? Uh, do you think the the record for ejections will ever be broken? I hope so. <laughs> like, I don't know if it will, but I hope so. You hope we at least get nineteen one day. I hope we'll get nineteen. I hope, like, 
like there was that that story you told where it's the ump just pointed at people and was like, <laughs> you're ejected, you're ejected, you're ejected. Yeah, just I kinda walks ho- down the bench. <laughs> I kind of hope it's like that and not like a big fight breaks out and then they have yeah. to start like ejecting people. I hope it's just the umpire is so pissed off that he just starts like indiscriminately ejecting people because he can. <laughs> because that's like, yeah. that just makes things funny. Yeah. Um, now like this, the, the Padres Braves fight was like national news. It was a really big deal. Like mm-hmm. every news station around the country was playing replays of this. And, um, you can watch the whole thing online. I think John Boy has a video on it where he breaks down the whole the whole fight. So if you want to see that, you know you can find it. You're smart. You found this podcast, presumably. <laughs> presumably, I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, be sure to follow the show on social media. Enjoy yourself, and uh, please don't get into big fights. I agree. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. See ya.